Hello, humans. Welcome to my podcast for inspired souls that are looking to improve and grow upon their already wonderful lives. I am Sabrina Victoria, your host, and this is episode 75. It is December 10th, Monday. Some of you are heading out to see the family soon, and some of you are looking forward to linking up with a brand new blended family. Maybe you just started dating someone, you have nerves about meeting new people, so what better of a time than now to talk about how to build rapport and how to mesh with new people immediately? This is a good topic. Join me. She has no business giving advice because all the so-called social norms are against her. But she's here in your world to give her slightly biased, in-your-face opinion on how she thinks you could human better. Follow now to catch all her inspirational words on life, business, love, and learning to empower yourself. And now, your host, Sabrina Victoria. Hello, my fellow humans. How are you guys doing today? It is Monday, 8.44 p.m., December 10th. I have exactly 25 more podcasts to get done before the end of the year. So I have exactly 24 or 25 podcasts to get done in 21 days. How am I going to do it? By breathing by breathing (laughs) and taking it all in and embracing the frustration that comes with the fact that I procrastinated. So I will live in the moment and I will get it done as I promised myself. So today I am talking about building rapport, building relationships and lasting relationships, whether it's family, right? We're all going into the holiday right now. Or for those of you that are going into the holidays, I don't celebrate the holidays. For those of you that are working in a business relationship, those of you that are in sales where you are trying to build customers um, up in your pipeline, having good rapport and actually uh, building relationships is one of the most important things as far as being successful in your life, whether it's emotionally, mentally, and also financially. So it's definitely something that you want to take on, definitely something that is very, very important. Building close, meaningful relationships between people, it's a sense of connection, When you meet someone that you like and meet someone that you trust and kind of getting along with the same point of view is also a good way to do it. So this is um, this is a topic that I think a lot of people are really, really good at. And you usually know who's good at it because immediately immediately you like them. Usually when you meet somebody and immediately you're just like, oh, my gosh, I don't know what it is about them, but something about them. There's a vibe. You usually use words like vibe or they had a good energy or they had a good aura. You hear these words. Basically, what it means is that they're really, really good at building rapport, really, really good at creating relationships. And if this is not something that you're really good at, it's definitely something that you should take the time 
to really mold and work on in your life because it can do so much for you in so, so many levels of your life, relationships, family, and business, like I said. So the first thing, and I think the most important thing, unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on how you look at it, is your appearance. How do you look? Unfortunately, in today's society, you are judged immediately before you even open your mouth with the wonders of the words that you have in your mind. People judge you by how you look, your face, your hair, whether you're shaven, your clothing, your shoes, the way you hold yourself, your posture, your eye contact, the way you speak, um, all of that, all of that put together is uh, immediately within seconds before you even have a chance to smile, people look at you and they judge you. So what you want to do is you want to make sure that you are doing your best to look your best and wherever you are in your in your world, right? If you've put on a little bit of weight, if you've taken off a little bit too much weight, if um, whatever you have going on, maybe you've created some acne on your face because of your poor eating habits. Today, right now, try your best to look your best with what you have right now. So don't feel like, oh, in order to be my best, I can't be my best until I lose 50 pounds because I'm 50 pounds overweight. That's not the thing. The thing is where you're at right now, where your body is, this is you, okay? Clean yourself up. You can get a haircut. You can make yourself clean shaven. You can grab yourself some nice clothes. Iron your stuff. Don't go out all wrinkly. Take a shower. Don't go out all smelly, right? You can easily... Do your nails at home. You don't have to spend buku dollars, you know, painting your nails. I did this at home by myself, took 20 minutes, polished them, cut them, painted them, and they look gorge. Very easy. Did my toes too, but I'm not going to show you because that's weird. Um, But do yourself up, right? Put a little bit of makeup on if you're a female, if that's your thing. Shave if you're a guy, stand tall, stand confident, shoulders back, smile, shine up your shoes, wear a belt, make sure there's no stains on your clothing, depending on who you're meeting, right? You're meeting girlfriends, parents, maybe cover up your tattoos, you're going in for a new job interview, cover the tattoos, take out the piercings, be smart about it. Be smart about it and have common sense to what makes sense. You know, if you're going to some sort of a party and you're wondering what the dress attire is, always dress up a little more than what you think it is because after you're there, you can actually dress it down, right? So if you wear like a full suit, you realize it's more casual, you can take off the suit, you can take off the tie, you can roll up the sleeves and become more casual, if that makes any sense. So always uh, do your best to look your best. The next thing is you kind of want to remember the basics, right? There's a basic like steps of, how to just be a good person. Obviously, smiling is one of the best ways to build good rapport and not a fake smile, not like a smile. You want to do an actual, meaningful, 
um, sparkle in the eye, show off the dimples, meaningful smile. And the way that they say to do this, and I learned this years and years ago, I watched somebody, I don't remember what it was, but the key for a nice, genuine smile is to make eye contact with the person that you're looking to build rapport with. So that maybe the first person you make eye contact with, make eye contact with the person, kind of raise the brows a little bit with a little bit of um, excitement, and then slowly, not quickly, but slowly allow your lips to go from a normal to a smile very slowly. So you wanna make eye contact, you wanna raise your eyes a little bit, and then slowly allow your lips to go from a little bit normal to a huge smile. And what happens with that is that's actually seen or noticed as a genuine smile. And I encourage you to practice this. Practice this on total strangers. I do this all the time at like grocery stores, Targets, Walmart, the mall where I make eye contact with people purposely, raise my eyebrows and smile, a genuine smile to see what will happen. And literally when when it's done the way it's supposed to be done, at least like 90% of the time, the person definitely acknowledges and most of the time smiles back and usually says some sort of a hi which normally comes into effect because I usually say hi. But this is so important and such an easy, easy way to get someone to immediately warm up to you. The other thing you want to do is relax. Don't have so much anxiety. I talk a lot about how important it is to breathe. Learn to breathe. Breathe deeply. Maybe before you go into the um, situation that you're going into, whether it's a job interview or you know uh, a family outing or whatever it is, take some time in your car to settle. Settle yourself. Make sure you're arriving on time, right? So don't like rush late to when you're meeting new people. Make sure you're arriving with plenty of time so you don't have a bunch of anxiety. Make sure you're allowed, you can sit in the car for a couple minutes to breathe deep, center yourself, walk slowly into the the situation that you're supposed to be walking into, whether it's a restaurant, someone's home, a corporation, where you can nice and easily and confidently walk in, smile, and relax. Relax and feel good about yourself and the situation that you are about to walk into. Now, the other thing you want to do that's very important and something that I actually pride myself on in most cases is I remember names. I've been in the sales industry for a very, very long time. And if you know anything about sales or if you've read any sort of sales book, they always say that the most beautifulest word to any person is their own name, their own name. So anytime you meet someone, they tell you their name, even just repeating their name back to them, right? So they, you know, my name is Sabrina. You are Henry. Henry. Hey, nice to meet you. And repeating their name back to them while smiling or shaking a hand or whatever it is, immediately builds rapport. And one thing that I always do, which I might get away with because I'm a female, I don't know if this would be weird 
if a male did it, but I always emphasize their name. So when they say Henry, Henry, I don't just say, oh, Henry, nice to meet you. I always say it in more of an animated, outgoing, energetic way. So they say, oh yeah, hey, my name is Henry. I go, Henry, hey, how are you? And I bring it up a little bit because everyone loves to hear their name. And when somebody hears their name said in like a highlighted, energetic way, a lot of times that brings so much more love vibe, aura to the situation. Now, obviously, this isn't always the case. If you're meeting somebody, you have to learn to kind of mirror someone. And that's one of the things that we're going to kind of talk about here is learning how to mirror or um, mimic someone. Obviously, if somebody is like really, really reserved or really, really quiet or really, really like... um, uh, I want, I want to say like professional or kind of studious or whatever it is. Um, maybe in those situations, it wouldn't be the best. And, but that's a very small percentage that's maybe like 10% of the population that's going to come across where you kind of feel like, mm, maybe this isn't going to work too well. But for literally about 90% of the population, they, they're just regular Joe's people who, who love energy and love excitement. They love to hear their name said in an exciting, boisterous way. So keep that in mind. Um, and like I said, hold your head up high, good posture. Make sure that you're looking confident. When you look confident, then you will feel confident. Obviously, listening right? So when you get that rapport with somebody, you go out to them, you smile really big, genuinely, you say their name, repeat it. So you remember it. Then you want to make sure that you're listening and you're listening attentively. So don't just pretend to be listening, actually listen. And one of the very interesting things about this and something, again, that I've been training myself to do for years now is learning to listen and actually listen. So if you think about it, right, and become aware of this as you're having conversations, but most people, when they're having a conversation, they're listening until they're not listening anymore. So what happens is they're listening, they're listening, they're listening. Then something that the other person says will then trigger a thought in your head where then you turn off what that person is saying and now you're thinking about what you're going to say next and you miss the whole back end of the story because you're trying to remember or think of what to say next. Okay, so what you want to do in order to build rapport and really key in on individuals and really gain lasting relationships is you want to listen the entire time they're talking. And I actually do this with myself to this day right now that when I'm listening, and I'm not perfect at this, right? Because sometimes I get super excited too where I cut people off, but I'm very conscious a very large percent of the time, because I'm a talker and I could probably interrupt constantly all day long. But um, I actually tell myself in my head while the other person's talking, I actually say in my head, don't interrupt. Don't interrupt. Let them talk. Don't interrupt. Let them talk. Listen. And I'll actually say this to myself. Listen. 
And it's a reminder to number one, don't interrupt. And number two, don't think about what you're trying to say after. Actually be present with the person and allow them to talk their full side of the story. And what this actually does is it does two things. When you allow someone to finish their entire story, you have to realize most people don't get to do that. Most people are cut off because most people do what I do where something triggers them and then instead of waiting, they usually cut right in to the story. So they're used to that. So when you allow someone to talk and tell their their full story, that in their mind, subconsciously or consciously, depending on how conscious they are of that situations and what their lifestyle is, will right away have more love and respect for you for allowing them to speak their whole story. Number two, you don't have to worry about what you're going to say next because what happens is you're a really smart person. If you're watching this and you actually clicked on this because of what I wrote in my little um, in the little box there, you're smart. Okay, because people who aren't smart aren't going to be listening to people like me. They're not going to be clicking on things like how to rebuttal. They don't give a crap. Okay, so if you're here and you're listening to me, you're very smart. So when the person is done telling the story, automatically your smart brain will know what to say next. You don't have to preemptively have an entire conversation spewed up in your head to prove your smartness. Smartness will just spew out of you once the, um, the story or the situation is already um, thought of or already said. And this will allow the individual that you're talking to really feel um, heard, really, really feel heard. So the other thing, and one of the things that I really have become accustomed to learning throughout the sales, my sales background, is how important it is to find common ground. So any of you that have come across a really good salesperson in the car industry, pet industry, um, uh, electronic industry, uh, anyone who's working out of any sort of commission at all, if you talk to them long enough, you will realize right away that they are really, really good at finding something that they can compare their lives to with you. So like if you if you mention that you have children, right away they'll start talking about their children. If you talk about how you have a dog, right away all of a sudden they have a dog. If you talk about the fact that you want this, you know, 100 inch flat screen TV or whatever the thing is nowadays, all of a sudden like, oh yeah, I just bought that identical TV that you're looking at, right? And when you start to become aware of it and you start to realize that this is an actual thing, you can actually catch up on it. And I've been in this industry so long that I look for that, but I don't see it as being a bad thing. I actually look at it in a good way. And I say to myself, wow, this guy's good. Like this guy knows the game. He knows how to do it. But what you want to do or what you want to realize when you're trying to build rapport with individuals, especially family, right? When you're mixing families or blending families over the holidays, a lot of you guys are going to be meeting up with new moms and new dads and meeting brothers and sisters of the person that you're dating or whatever it is. You want to make sure that you're building some sort of common ground with people, same sports, same um, education, schooling, uh, job references, whatever it is, link up and try to find something that you have a common ground on. 
And what this is going to be able to do is this is going to be able to give you something to talk about immediately. Build rapport immediately. You open up with the smile. You open up with the name. You're looking good. You're standing confidently. And then you find a common ground, something that you guys can actually have in common and talk about for a few minutes and realize, wow, this person's really cool. They also like this. Wow, this person's really awesome. They also enjoy this or whatever it is, right? If you think about the people that you link with the most or that you have bonded with the most, it's usually individuals who have a similar interest as you, right? Similar background, similar culture, um, same drive, right? Like I'm very, very attracted to individuals who have a drive, who have like a tenacity, who have like a power, who are um, fighters, who are really, really um, um, driven to do something, to be somebody, because that's how I am. So when I link up or meet people who have that same, I'm just like, oh my God, and I just can't get enough. And it's the same thing with lots of different things. So, so realtors love realtors, right? Mortgage brokers love mortgage brokers. Um, single moms love single moms, right? You have that link immediately. You guys can share stories. And yogis love yogis, right? People who meditate love meditators. It's the same exact thing. Vegans, vegans love vegans. Same thing. So you want to find a common ground and make sure it is genuine, Make sure that it's sincere. You want you want to make sure that you're not overdoing it. So don't become like overly, you know, like what are all the common grounds we have? What are all the similarities? You don't want to be making it spooky, right? Um, laughter. Now this is now this is something that I I want to say I'm naturally good at. Um, I am going to say that laughter, I laugh and I, th- I find people funny. I have a really weird sense of humor and I have been told, and I can't say that I do this on purpose because I don't do it on purpose, but it works for me. If you can get someone, if you can laugh, right? If you can get someone to feel like they're funny, people love being funny. They love it. So either if you can get them to laugh or they can get you to laugh, immediate rapport. One of the things that I love to do is people who are sarcastic. People who are sarcastic are not necessarily known as being funny, but I love clever. Clever just cracks me up so bad. And a lot of times sarcastic people don't get a lot of laughs, but they're very, very clever, like a smart, clever, funny. And I won't always laugh hysterically, but I will acknowledge the cleverness by saying, oh my gosh, that is hilarious with a genuine smile. People love being told they're funny. I love being told I'm funny. Um, People love it. They love to laugh. So make people laugh or 
find laughter or funniness in other people. And again, immediate rapport. The other thing is building shared experiences. So doing something with somebody. So, you know, um, setting the table builds rapport. So if you're over at mother-in-law's house or whatever it is, father-in-law, um, the, the table is being set for, what can I do to help? Set the table with them. This builds right? Shared experiences, human interaction, create shared experiences. It's very, very simple, simple, tiny little things going for a walk together, shared experiences, playing beanbags together, playing volleyball together, sitting around a campfire together, all shared experiences, especially intimate experiences like a walk where you guys are are calm. It's not necessarily like a run, but something that you're doing together. And then you're able to communicate and able to talk and able to share your feelings and really communicate. And a lot of times that's two-tone and that can actually help you out on both ends. Not only is it a shared experience, but then you're actually able to communicate, talk, find common ground, if that makes any sense. So keep all of that in mind. Um, you want to make sure, honestly, that, you know, you're putting your best foot forward on so many different levels. Um, the one that I just mentioned earlier, which is the mirroring, uh, or matching someone this is, uh, a very, very important with body language, uh, gestures, postures, expressions. One of the things that I just recently learned uh, at a small like weekend seminar that I went to recently was the mirroring of words. And what was so interesting about the whole thing is it was run by a woman and she was taking words, right? There was a, it was a small group of us, maybe 12 or 15 people. And it was an open forum. We were talking to Chichan, kind of like a mastermind, um, you know, teacher learning experience on life coaching. And I was noticing while we were talking, it was like a three or four day experience. I don't really remember how many days it was anymore, but I was noticing while she was talking that she was taking our words. So like when I would say something, I would speak in my language and there were certain just key words that some of us were using. And I would realize that she would say the same words back to us. She would like use our same verbiage, the same way that we said things. And she would then later on in the day or, or, or the day, a day later, she would use that same exact vocabulary word that was said earlier. And she would then use it in a sentence and use it back to us. Now, I didn't realize at the time until she explained it like on day two or three or four or whatever it was, she explained what she was doing. I was like, oh my gosh, I totally realized what, that you were doing that, but I didn't realize that it was an actual technique. So mirroring people's language, their body language, their gestures, their expressions, um, how they move their hands, their jittering, whether they're cross-legged, whether their arms are folded or not folded, whether their arms are to the side, whether they're playing with their hair. Be very um, intuitive to their tonality, 
to how soft they speak or how loud they speak, how much they emphasize their words. Um, If they're a little more soft-spoken and they're a little more quiet, you want to make sure that you're bringing your voice down and being a little more quiet, a little more soft-spoken, maybe a little bit slower. If you're talking to someone from New York who's a little bit faster, then you want to raise your tone. You want to raise your emphasis. You may want to raise your voice a little bit, speak a little bit faster. You want to be able to kind of mimic or mirror them. Doing this again is another way of subconsciously finding similar ground. So when people feel as if they're talking to somebody that's on the same wavelength as you've heard before as them, they feel more comfortable with you. So if I was talking like this and talking really, really fast, and being really super excited about somebody or something that was going on in my life, but I was talking to somebody who talked more like this, we're going to clash quite a bit. So you want to make sure that if they're bringing their, if their tone is down and quiet and slower and softer, that you're being conscious of that and you're slowing yourself down. And if the person is a little more hyperactive, then you are allowed to bring yourself right back up again. So you want to be aware, be conscious of who you're talking to, be conscious of people's uh, speech patterns, their tone, their tempo, their volume. Basically common sense, common sense, mirroring, matching, uh, their gestures, their body language. Uh, you don't want to obviously do anything that's offensive. Don't be mimicking people's, you know, Indian accent. You know, if like you don't know how to do the accent, don't. You know, the only accent that I could get away with is I did a su- southern accent when I lived in Ohio for a while. I did the southern accent. And I was pretty good at that. But you don't want to be mimicking other cultures uh, and mocking them in a way. So obviously be leery of that. Don't do anything that's silly or that's going to get you knocked upside the head. Um, the uh, One of the things too that you know some of you guys might be, I kind of wanted to touch on this lastly, is rebuilding rapport. So sometimes, especially in the family dynamic or in the work environment, Uh, You may have been really, really close to somebody at one point, and then maybe the relationship kind of broke off, or maybe it kind of fizzled, maybe something happened, maybe something was said. Meeting up during the holidays, or in a work environment, or a social setting, lunch, um, might not be like the best time, but pulling that person aside or pulling those people aside, humbling yourself and apologizing for whatever happened is a great way to rebuild rapport. You want to obviously acknowledge or address why the rapport was lost obviously without pointing fingers. Obviously, if it was your fault, if you're trying to rebuild it up. Think before you speak as far as how you're going to lay lay it out in a very loving way. Make sure an apology. Make sure that there's great communication on your end. And make sure you are allowing them 
and emphasizing to them how important it is for them to communicate back to you and allow enough time so that both of you have enough time to actually speak your mind. So don't do things in like a rushed way. Don't do things where you're like, oh, I'm going to try to sneak in five minutes here and pull them into a closet, right? You want to give yourself enough time. And the best way to do this is just to communicate exactly what's going on. So go up to the person and say, hey, listen, I'd like 30 minutes of your time. I'd like 45 minutes of your time. I think it'd be good if we could sit down and take some time. I'd really like to sit down with you and let in certain key individuals maybe know that you're taking some time with this individual so they can maybe, right, coerce the the group or the crowd to kind of stay away from you guys, to leave you guys alone, to not go knocking on the bedroom door being like, what's going on in there? Let somebody know who's a mature individual, that there's a conversation being had and allow your, yourself enough time to communicate exactly what happened, your feelings, and to mend what was broken. And this isn't always going to happen right away, right? Sometimes it takes a few conversations, Um Sometimes it's immediate. I, I've, I've been in situations like this. Sometimes time needs to uh, be had. Uh, don't rush things, but allow yourself to speak openly. But if you're going to be speaking openly, please make sure that you're allowing the other person to speak openly. And it's, it's good to have a conversation beforehand to say, hey, listen, I might say things that hurt your feelings. I know that you might say things that hurt my feelings or vice versa. I don't know if I said that right. Um, and I'm okay with that. And I hope you're okay with that. But I think we really need to actually speak what's going on so that we can move past this. And what you'll find and what I have found in the past, whether it's my own experiences or learning, listening to other people's experiences, sometimes it's like not even the same thing. Sometimes you're like thinking one way and it's like totally something totally different, totally off and just whack, just like polar opposites. And you can actually laugh about it and be like, oh my gosh, I had no idea. I thought it was this. And it, it becomes silliness and, and such a relief. And other times it's a little more messy. Other times actual feelings were hurt and actual tears will fall and it's going to be hard to talk and hard to communicate, but you want to be able to focus, focus on rebuilding the trust, focus on rebuilding the relationship, promise to be committed to rebuilding it, get that same communication back from the other person. And make sure that it's genuine and make sure that you're putting the other person's needs first, even if it's a little uncomfortable, even if it doesn't seem entirely fair. Because you have to remember, and I've said this before, you know, there's a, with social media now, and I'm going to end on this note, with social media especially, I have like a whole nother I guess, thought process uh, on certain things. And one thing that I always say is as far as my friendships go and people that, that I have been close to, family, friends, 
that are on my social media, whether uh, the relationship has ended, whether it's it's a little rocky at the moment, whether there's been some hurtful words. Some people are so quick, so quick to, to cut people off, so quick to um, to slash relationships, unfriend people, unfollow people, block people. I've never, ever been that way. And this is why, okay? I think to myself, and this might sound totally dramatic, but just hear me out. If it was the end of the world, if there was an emergency, if there was a fire, if, if someone was hanging off a cliff and it was this person, if it was an ex-boyfriend, if it was a, a friend that I, that I, you know, the, the relationship has been broken or severed or hurtful words were saying, or I can't believe this, or my feelings are so hurt or, or whatever. It's just crazy things that, you know, relationships just get rocky. And you want to say, like, I'm never going to talk to that person ever again. I always think to myself, if it was an emergency, if there was like a zombie apocalypse and this person was being chased by a zombie and I was in the getaway car, would I stop? If there was a fire and me and this other person happened to be in the house, would I wake the other person up? If the person was hanging off a cliff and I was the only person that could save them, they were like, Sabrina, help. And I had the ability to help them. Would I help them? And every single situation, with every single relationship, with every single ex, with every single friendship that was severed or rocky or or words were said, there has never been one time in my life where I take it to that dramatic of a situation that I did not want to save the person. Never. One time. Always, always. I can say to myself truthfully that I would save that individual. I would go out of my way. I would be heartbroken. I would be in tears. I would be bleeding, trying to save everyone, all of them. Because at the end, at the end, really, we all love. We all love. Always. And that's what, what's most important. So take that feeling with you when you're trying to build relationships back that have been severed within the family, that have been severed within the workplace, and go in with a genuine, open, loving heart. All right, my friends. So I hope that this was helpful. I know... Um, Lots of stuff, lots of good stuff. Uh, Thanks so much for joining me here at my podcast, Human Better. Be sure to follow me here on SoundCloud under sabrinavictoria.com. Always health and passion-filled content here. I'm here to support you in your dreams. Reach out to me anytime. I am always willing to hear and guide you to your passion. Much love. Thanks for listening. For more awesome spoonfuls of things only Sabrina can get away with saying, visit SabrinaVictoria.com. And this is a reminder to follow Sabrina Victoria on Facebook for posts straight to your wall as soon as they happen.